We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twenty minutes a day. 65 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. I am unfortunately not joined by either of my handsome ho- co hosts in. Ross Uglum or Jacob Westendorf this evening. Um, but we still got some cool stuff to talk about, uh, kind of talking about the offseason, as obviously the Packers did not play this last weekend. And um, there's some stuff to be ta- to, to be said, I guess, about the 2022 season. Um, things like, hey, the Packers jumped 2% in the playoff race that they, I think, are at an 11% chance of making the playoffs at this point. Um, and there's some other stuff. If you look kind of at, hey, if the Packers win out, they very well could be in the thick of things. Uh, but that is a big, big if. And uh, we're not going to focus on that today. That's that's stuff that will be talked about and has been talked about. And I'm sure we will talk about uh, on this very show with myself and uh, Westendorf and Ross. Um, so today I really want to focus on kind of getting a, a look into maybe what this offseason is going to look like for this team and just kind of breaking down as, I guess, as you have time to kind of let it settle and as you've had, as we all have had time to kind of reflect a little bit more on this season, um, what this season has been and what this team needs to do moving forward to get themselves uh, back in the hunt, uh, the real hunt, not just the sniffing around the playoffs type hunt. Uh, the NFC favorites, like that's that's what we expect from this team. That's what they were coming into this season, and what a letdown this season truthfully has been. So, what are what are five burning questions that 
this team needs to answer this offseason. Uh, so we will talk through those today, uh, starting with five. The I think the fifth most important question, and I did, I did cheat a little bit here by pairing these two together, uh, but you look at this team and you look at what did they do wrong? What did they do wrong this offseason? I think there could be a case to be made that they held on to some of their veteran players maybe a year too long. And maybe they tried to get the band back together, run it back one more time. And as we see with, with certain teams, it, sometimes that doesn't work. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are another example of that as well with kind of bringing everyone back. And for whatever reason, you don't add any new ingredients to the recipe and your, uh, your casserole is going to get stale. And that's kind of what is going on with some of these older teams. And that's, that's kind of why you see teams constantly having to churn their rosters and, and, and so, so on and so forth. Uh, not that the Packers don't do that at the bottom of the roster, but I think it's time that maybe some of these guys at the top of the roster, for better or worse, you know, other guys get a chance. And two guys that I think are the two that I think a lot of people will point to will be on the defensive side of the ball, and that is Adrian Amos and Preston Smith. I think with Amos, I, I do want to touch on how great of a Packer he's been. I mean, when he came in in 2019, uh, he really helped solidify that back end of the defense. Not only has he been a great player on the field, he's maybe been even better off, which is something that I don't think you can speak too lightly of. So just for myself, I really appreciate what Adrian Amos has been uh, to the to that community in Green Bay, to the team in Green Bay. Uh, really, really incredible human being. But I think anyone that's watched the season this year probably looks at him as someone that maybe maybe he hit the wall. You know, maybe he uh, did fall off the, you know, the cliff, as, as, as you would say. And he's someone that is not under contract in 2023. Uh, what the Packers did is they voided out his money uh, through 2026, actually, where he's actually going to be getting paid. If uh, if I'm reading this correctly on overthecap.com, he'll be getting paid from the Packers to 2026, albeit uh, 2026's cap hit is like 1.1 million, which isn't nothing, but uh, it's uh, the the really big lump of change that they're going to have to swallow is 2023 and 2024, where he's making 7.9 and 5.6. Um, but I just don't, I just don't see a way that they can bring this bring him back. Maybe they want to, maybe they want to, and they want to figure something out because they're already owe him that money. Uh, that could be the case, but when you watch the way he's played this year, it just looks like maybe maybe the best thing for Adrian Amos is a fresh start somewhere else, um, and maybe maybe that's Green Bay too if they you know if they do change some things around. Um, but just the the question they're going to need to answer is what do you do with him? And if you're asking me, um, I think the answer is you need to move on from him at this point, and you need to. Um, let him get a shot somewhere else. He will most certainly land on his feet somewhere, uh, get another shot at this thing. But I think in Green Bay, just the way this defense has fallen kind of flat on their face, I think Amos uh, is someone that unfortunately uh, kind of is the poster boy for that. Maybe, you know, it's not all his fault, obviously. Obviously not all Adrian Amos' fault, but he kind of encapsulates 
just everything that happened in Green Bay on the defensive side of the ball this year, big expectations, guys coming back that you think are just going to be solid, think are going to be good, and they just don't quite live up to that. Uh, so I think Adrian Amos will be playing for someone else next season. Preston Smith is the other guy in that equation, and I, the only reason I say that is because you have to make a decision with him because he is under contract. He's under contract till 2026 in Green Bay, and he, that he'll be 34 years old. Uh, his last, you know, his last season of his contract. I highly doubt he makes it to that. Uh, he's someone that maybe they could do something with his contract. I, I don't quite know what they could do with it. Uh, but his his dead cap next year um, would be it looks like ninety nine nine point seven million. His cap hit will be thirteen million. So you're only saving you know roughly three and a half ish million dollars if you don't have them on your team next year. So that's the question I think you have to ask is, is it worth it um, for someone like him? And, and, and truthfully, I think, I think with Preston, I think he's someone that has played good football for them this year. I think he's going to, that's, you know, that's a high number uh, for, for someone of his caliber for what he's doing for this Packers team. But when you're only saving three and a half million anyways, um, I don't know. I think it's more about the the stretch of 2025, 2026, what you think about what he can do for you. And so this is really someone that I think it's going to tell us a lot about what this team wants to do moving forward and how the identity of what, what the identity of this team will be moving forward to 2023 and beyond with what they do with Preston Smith and Adrian Amos, because if they bring those guys back and then who buddy, maybe they're just going to say, Hey, we're going to run this thing back. The 2022 is a weird year. We're going to bring in someone else to call the defense. And, and these guys are still good football players. If they do that. Okay. Like, I mean, sure. I, you can, you can sell me on that because I think they are good football players. Um, and one, maybe one season down is just a product of just it being a weird year, um, some stuff not going their way. But the other end of the, the other side of the coin is both these guys are approaching the wrong side of 30. And how much longer can you hold on to guys like this, especially, especially at, you know, the safety position, they're going to need probably two new starters. Uh, Rudy Ford looks like he might be one of them, but Rudy Ford, are we learning anything from 2021 going into 2022? Is it just a kind of a flash in the pan type thing? Or is he is he a starting caliber safety in the NFL? Kingsley Inigbare, same thing with him and Preston. Is he just kind of a flash in the pan rookie type? Or is he going to continue to get better and really emerge as a starting edge player for this team? Now, I would I side with the latter. I think Inigbare is going to be a really, really good football player for this team for a while. So that's the question that the Packers are going to need to answer. And again, if you're asking me, I would say move on from Adrian Amos, but I think I would, I think I'd bring Preston back. I think Preston would be back on this team for me next year, just because he, the way he plays, I think he can play into his thirties. And um, I think he still adds some juice to this defense, especially lining up across from Rashawn Gary. And I think with the emergence of Inigbare, he can be a, a really nice rotational piece and they have a nice little, you know, three, three deep edge rushing uh, group at that point, which is nice. You'd like to have four, um, but with the way this defense has played this year, uh, that that luxury fourth edge rusher that we talked about all offseason seems like a, a thing of the past and something that seems like a, another galaxy, another world that we were talking about. Oh, man, this defense is ready to roll. They just need a fourth edge rusher. Yikes. Yeah, they needed a lot more than that. 
Um, so those are the, the first two questions um, that I really, the fifth question is Adrian Amos and Preston Smith. What do you do with those guys? Uh, the fourth question uh, for me is, is Aaron Jones. Now is Aaron Jones, one of the best running backs in the national football league. Yes, absolutely. Is he one of the few explosive players that this Packers offense has this year? Yes, absolutely. Is his cap hit number over $20 million next year? Yes, it is. So that is going to be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating what they what they decide to do with Aaron Jones because he's worth it. He's worth that $20 million, but is he worth it to the Packers? And I think that's where they really, really need to figure this out. Uh, they would save almost $11 million by just outright releasing him. That's going to be a really tough one, especially because Aaron Jones is such a beloved Packer. I mean, you talk about guys that do things the right way, talk about guys that show up and they're professionals every single day on the field, in the community. Dude, that's Aaron Jones. I mean, the Walter Payton man of the year, and he deserves – he absolutely deserves it. It's just – it's the financials. Now, the the other thing is if they want him back, there's just no way they're bringing him back at $20 They're twenty million and then sixteen million in two thousand twenty-four. Just really, really a tough, a, a really a tough sell for even Aaron Jones to come back at that cap number. Um, you know, and, and I am always team get your money. I'm always team get your money for the players, and I hope Aaron Jones gets every every bit of that. I just don't know if it's going to be in Green Bay, and I don't know how they can work that out to make it more palatable to have him on this roster in 2023, uh, because he he is he, this team is better with him on on it. There's no question about that. I don't think anyone would disagree with that that this team is not better with Aaron Jones on it. And this the other question that we'll get to later is some of this has to do with who's your quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is back in 2023, you probably still want Aaron Jones. If Jordan Love is your starting quarterback in 2023, you absolutely want Aaron Jones. So I think some of these decisions that they're going to be making are very much going to be dependent on who the quarterback is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that kind of leads right into the the third question that I would have for this team to answer in the offseason. And that's the, the kind of the the other tough one is the David Bakhtiari question. And it's it's very similar to the Aaron Jones one in a sense because when David Bakhtiari is on the field, he's one of the best three or four left tackles in the National Football League. No doubt about it. He he is very efficient, he is very effective. When he is on the field. And some people have talked about, well, if Rodgers is gone, Bakhtiari is gone. I don't think I buy that. I don't think I buy that for one of two reasons. One, the Packers are going to want him back if Jordan Love is a starting quarterback. That's the, a, a good left tackle is, is a young quarterback's best friend. And Zach Tom might be that. Yash Nijman might be that. We know David Bakhtiari is that when he's healthy. And the other thing is people talk about, well, you know, if if Bakhtiari leaves, then – or if Rodgers leaves, then Bakhtiari is going to leave. It's like, really? He's going to walk away from $13 million, $29 million in 2023, $33 million in 2024. Like, where's he going? Is he going to demand a trade? Why? Just because he wants to follow Aaron Rodgers that bad? That just doesn't really happen. I mean, maybe. I mean, we've seen we've seen crazy stuff in Green Bay the last few years. So, like, don't. I'm not going to make any definitive statements about anything, but that would be really that would be really absurd uh, to to think that David Bakhtiari would want to leave and follow Aaron Rodgers to play and and leave and I mean, honestly, leave fifty million dollars on the table in Green Bay. That's a lot of money, and I just think a lot of these guys, um, maybe more than fans, even are willing to admit. That they want to get paid, and I don't, and that's good. You know, that's there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but why would you leave that much guaranteed money to go try to chase something else or go to try to play with someone else? That's all fine and dandy. That's cool, but that's a lot of money to just stay put in the place that you were drafted, the place that um, you have lived, the place that you. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but David Bocciari and his wife Frankie just had their first kid. You know, and and this is. They've grown up in Green Bay. So, like, there's a lot There's a lot of moving parts that go into all of this and the human side of it and what it looks like for these players, not only getting on the field, but where they call home and, and all that stuff. The elephant in the room is that knee. Is it going to be healthy? You know, it's it's we're kind of at a fork in the road with Bakhtiari where – I think if he plays out the rest of the year, and he and he has, he's played out the last several weeks without that knee really being a problem, or without you know the hey I woke up today and I can't play. That happened one time, and that's not great. It isn't. That's not great. But that happened one time. One time it happened one time. Uh, but he's been solid since. He he's on the he's. I think they figured out kind of what they need to do with him on a week-to-week basis to get him ready to play on Sunday. And the thing about left tackles 
Bakhtiari is not old by any stretch of the imagination for the left tackle. He's 31 years old uh, at a position that guys play well into their 30s. Uh, Andrew Whitworth just started at left tackle for the Bengals. Or sorry, not for the – well, he played for the Bengals for a, a crap ton of years. Started Andrew Whitworth started at left tackle for the Rams in the Super Bowl last year at age 40 and was playing at a high level. I'm not saying Bakhtiari can be that, but I'm definitely saying like he could play into his mid thirties. He's probably Bakhtiari. If he gets that knee situated and he gets fi- everything figured out, he's worth the money. He's worth the money. And, and they can still probably do something with that. And they probably signed him to that deal initially knowing that way, Hey, when he got to being around 13% of the salary cap, they're probably going to want to do something with that. And maybe that's an extension. Maybe that is a, a roster bonus. I don't know. They've got wiggle room in 2024 because he's got no money for his roster bonus. Um, so I don't know how they could spread that out. Uh, but there's certainly, there's certainly things I can maneuver around with and, and do with him. Uh, so kind of answering the questions. I know I didn't really answer the question with Jones. I think, yes. So going back to that question for Aaron Jones, what would I do? I would, I would ask it. I would try to work that deal out and bring him back. Uh, with David Bakhtiari, same situation. I would try to work out his deal and absolutely have him back. And even if he doesn't want to work out the deal, that's probably fine too. Uh, just because I think when he's healthy, he really is a, I mean, he's a hall of fame caliber football player. And those guys just do not grow on trees. I know left tackle play seems like it's something that the Packers just do pluck off of a tree, throw in there, and they're great. And uh, and maybe Zach Tom is that dude. I don't know, though. I, I love Zach Tom. I love what he's done on the field. I loved him out of, coming out of Wake Forest. But I really don't know what he's going to be. He's played a few games and has looked great. Uh, David Bakhtiari looked the same way his rookie year. Uh, that does not mean that Zach Tom is going to have the same type of trajectory. Not at all. Um, David Bakhtiari is a special, special football player. And I think with him, that is the big question, uh, is that knee. And nobody knows that better than the Packers. Uh, so no, well, the only person that does know it better is David. And so those two, those two organizations, David and his team, the Packers and their team, I do have confidence that they will get together and they will figure that out. And I just really have a hard time seeing David Bakhtiari playing anywhere else in 2023, 2024 and beyond. And if that's the case, in, in my opinion, I'd make sure he's back in Green Bay, regardless of who the quarterback is. That's, that's who I'm bringing back. That's who I want playing left tackle for me. Uh, question number two, who's going to be calling the plays on defense? I, I struggled with where to put this one. I thought maybe putting Bakhtiari above this one was better. And then I went back and forth on that. And I, I eventually settled, settled on two, just because I do think that is going to be kind of a more in your face talking point this off season about who is going to be coming in on the defensive side of the ball. And if it's, is it Joe Barry? I don't think, I don't think it's out of the question that they bring him back. And, and let that settle in <laughs> because I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring them back, but well, the Packers, the Packers who have been kind of notorious for being a little bit on the cheap side with their, uh, with their assistant coach contracts, because Matt LaFleur, this was your guy. This is who you said you wanted to bring in. This is what you, this was the vision that you had for the defense. And two years later, all of a sudden you're giving them the boot out the door. I mean, I don't think anyone would blame you, but it's also not a great look. And so I do I do wonder about that. I really do. And I, I also wonder about uh, 
Matt's ability to hire a defensive coordinator because the Joe Barry one from Jump Street was not, I mean, it's not great. Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator for the 0-16 Lions. He's never coached a good defense. So I, I just, it's tough. It is tough. And I think that is ultimately why I settled on it being the number two talking point for this offseason because it is tough. And who are they going to bring in? And is it, and our, our friend Peter Bukowski just did a whole podcast on this. Is it even a desirable job? I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm of the mind that when 1265 is contacting you, that's pretty desirable. If you are, if, if you are a football guy and that may sound weird, but some of these coaches look at more of like the long, the long haul. Hey, what can I do to position myself to be a head coach in the NFL? And is Green Bay, is Green Bay the spot I want to be right now with how they've gone through defensive coordinators in the last couple of years and how it's been a struggle to get that defense to play above average football? Now, if if you are a good coach, I, I suppose you just say, yeah, I think I can do it. But it's just, you know, it's it's one of those questions. And it is a burning question that's going to be have to answer this offseason. Uh, one, if they get rid of Joe Barry, and then two, who are they bringing in? I know Jim Leonard is a guy that everybody talks about and everybody wants. And me too. And I, I want him too. I, I would I would welcome Jim Leonard with open arms to Green Bay. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I hope it does. I, I hope they can bring some a, a young, innovative, defensive mind, you know, into this building. That would be great. But you know, we shall see. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, if it were me, if it were me, and I just had a wand, I could wave. I would say yes, Joe Barry gone. Yes, Jim Lettern in. That's what I would do. But obviously, I don't have that. And there, it, this is obviously just a, a much more nuanced conversation. So we'll see where the dust settles on that one. And then obviously, the burning question for this offseason: it is already starting, ladies and gentlemen. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Does he want to come back? Does he want to retire? Does he want to leave? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Um, but a a late contender has kind of entered the conversation here just the last, really the last couple weeks and really the last couple days. And that is, does Jordan Love want to be here? Does he want to be off starting somewhere? Are the Packers going to be forced to show their hand before they really want to, before Rodgers is ready to go? I think in a perfect world, then again, this is, I have no sources on this. I have not talked to anyone on this, but I think in a perfect world, the Packers would love to have Aaron Rodgers back for one more year. And then they would love to give the reins to Aaron, to, to Jordan Love in 2024. I think that's the timeline that they have in their minds. But the question that has kind of come up is like, well, Jordan Love's going to want to start next year and he's going to ask for a trade. Maybe he, he probably, and honestly, I hope he does in, in a way. I hope he does think that because he should be thinking that if he feels like he's ready to play in this league, why would he be content with sitting down for one more year and just saying, well, Hey, just wait your turn, wait your turn, wait your turn. I'm ready. Coaches. I'm ready. Put me in. I want to start. I'm ready to, to, to go play in this league. I don't want to sit for one more year. These are valuable years that, 
know, we only get so many of these, in, especially in the NFL. Like, why do I have to wait for four years behind Aaron Rodgers? He, he would very much be within his right to, to think that and to even vocalize that. But I think one really important part of the conversation that maybe isn't getting talked about enough is the part where, and I believe it was Jason Wilde that said it on the radio. He said he, he doesn't think, doesn't think that Jordan Love would ever say anything publicly. And if he's not willing to say anything publicly, the conversation is, is, a, is a short one in Green Bay. Hey, Brian, I'd like to start. I'd like a trade. Hey, Jordan, you're under contract till 2024. Okay. Can I get a trade? No. I think that's a convo. I think that's it. And, you know, people talk about, well, it's going to hurt his feelings. He's going to be, he's going to grow resentful to the Packers because they wouldn't let him start and they did all this stuff to him. Maybe, maybe, or maybe, you know, he sits one more year and then at, at that point, why would he want to leave? If they, if the team that has had him for four years that he knows inside out that he's been with the head coach for four years, uh, why would he want to leave? Why would he want to go anywhere else? Okay, the team's yours now. Yeah, you had to wait a year longer than you wanted to, but the team is yours now. Okay, cool. And I think that is kind of what the Packers are going to have to decide. I think that's what they want to do. And it's kind of like, okay, they called Aaron Rodgers bluff two years ago with that all stuff, and now they're going to have to call Jordan Loves? <laughs> Quarterback drama in, in Green Bay just goes together, like whatever you like putting together. Because man, oh man, they might have uh, they might have more drama. And I think the other thing that I find really, really interesting is if you have if this conversation, if this information comes out before the Philadelphia game, people laugh at it. Jordan Love wants wants to trade. He wants he wants to start. People laugh at that. It's funny how nine throws against the Eagles a quarter, not even a full quarter of play has completely flipped the script. And and I get it. Like I'm, I love Jordan. I love Jordan love. I, I I'm on that boat the whole time that I think teams are crazy for not offering more for him last off season. And that's a whole nother conversation in itself. I think teams would have, um, but the Packers are just like, nah, we like the kid. We're not trading him for anything less than what we drafted him for. And um, that, that is stuff I've actually heard that the Packers do. They like him more now than the day they drafted him. That's, that's a direct quote that I, I have heard um, from people in that building about Jordan love and good, good. And, and, and just kind of break that down. We traded up for this kid when we had an Aaron Rodgers. how much did they like him on draft day? And they like him more now Sort that one out in your head, right? So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's going to be an interesting last four games to the season to kind of see how this all sorts itself out, and it will sort itself out eventually. And I think ultimately what the Packers are going to have to decide is, and I think what they will decide is like, hey, if Aaron wants to come back for one more year, he's going to come back for one more year. Uh, Jordan Love, so sorry, but you're going to have to sit for another year. And then we want you to be the starting quarterback. And Jordan Love doesn't really have a say. He just doesn't. He doesn't have a ton of leverage. So unless someone comes and just blows the absolute doors off the Packers with a with a trade, 
I don't think they're removing him. Why would they? If they if they think he is the next uh, quarterback in a line of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that will put you in contention to be a Super Bowl contender every single year, why would they move him? That would be silly. That would be absolutely ridiculous to move him after investing three years into him. So I I just I think I think Jordan Love will be the starter in Green Bay eventually. I don't know about next year, but things could get weird. Things could absolutely get weird with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they have before. They could again. We'll see. Stay tuned. Um, none of us really know with Aaron Rodgers, as all of us who have ever covered and followed him and uh, enjoyed watching him play, as all of us know, nobody really knows what he's thinking except him. So it will be an offseason uh, after kind of a quiet one. Well, not really, I guess. Uh, kind of a quiet one after he signed last year, but another kind of a Aaron Rodgers watch this offseason. So sign up for it. Um, can't really unsubscribe. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, but it's, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be fun, uh, fun relative to what you think fun is. Um, and uh, and next, you know, 2023, the Packers will have a quarterback throwing passes for them. And uh, it'll probably be Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers. So there you go. How, how about that for uh, analysis um, and takes? But uh, that's all I got for today, guys. Um, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting season, even though I think we still had a lot of fun. I think the season has still been a lot of fun, even though they haven't been good. Um, but good stuff is on the way. I think there is some. Uh, there is some light at the end of the tunnel for this Packers team, regardless of how dark it seems at times. Um, we see it year in, year out. Teams are able to turn this stuff around and in a relatively quick fashion. And uh, here it is to the Packers, hopefully doing that next year. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next Monday. Until then, go Pack Go. <laughs>